0: Hello and welcome to the Chitas Roundup for today, Chavav Vav Teves, Tav Pei Aleph, the 26th of Teves. For today's schedule, we will be going meh hakal alechavit from the easier material and working our way up. We will begin with Hayem Yoim, Tanya, and then the Chumash. So, Hayem Yoim today. Ahav is the Ruach Haim and Avoides HaChasidas, the Chot HaMekosher Chasidim Einum Demandren, and the Chot HaMekosher the Rebbe mit Chassidim, and Chassidim mit Reb Es is hein Bederch or Yesher, hein bederech or choizer. hot keine mechitzes nit. On es is hecher von der Hagbala von Mokin Ahava, love, is the life spirit of the of Aboidz HaChassidus. It's the thing that connects, it's the, the rope that connects Chassidim one with the other. And the Rebbe with the Hasidim and the Hasidim with the Rebbe, both in a way of our, of our chizer and our Yasher, that it's direct and reciprocal, both. It has no separation. There's nothing that can, that can be a mechitza, that can be, create a separation when it comes to this love. This love can be, will break all mechitzas, go direct, and it is hecher, it's higher from any limitation, from time and space. That's how I am doing. Today's Tehillim is the second half of Kapitel Kufyutess, beginning from Pasik Tzadik Zayin Mo till the end of the Perek. Tanya. Today we start Perik Chavches, Perek Chavches and Tanya. Until now, the Alter Rebbe has been discussing Machshav thoughts of of, of, of of what he considers Avodah meaning any any avera. That come up to Bainani throughout the day. They come up throughout the day throughout his avoida, and he iscri- described that this is part of the Bainani Zavoida. A person has to have his kafia and conquer them, push them out of his mind. Now, of Ches, we're discussing what about during Davening? The Bainani comes to the Al and he tells him, You promised me, you told me that the way it works, the way the al described that it worked in Parakut base. How was Raba able to make a mistake to think that he was a beni? It's because at the time of davening and and learning, at the time of Avoidah, the beni becomes like a tzaddik in the sense that his Yetzirah goes to sleep. Now this beni is coming to the altar and he's saying, in the time of my Avoidah, I'm having Zaris. I'm having thoughts of heirs. So how is how is this possible? So if a person is having machshavas there's technically two options: either they could be a tzaddik. What does a tzaddik do with machshavas They're not his own. A tzaddik doesn't have a Have from himself. They're really they're other people's machshavas and a tzaddik is supposed to be in what's involved in what's called halos hamides, that he's able to redirect the energy contained within them towards the service of Hashem. Or, a person could be a rasha, and a rasha still has his yitzhara and is tied in that. And, and it's tied in and has a sheiches teklipa, and can therefore have Mach even during the time of davening. This is because the Averis create a Hefsik, a mechitza, a havdala, between him and the Abishter. So over here, the ben is coming to the Alter Rebbe, and he's saying, I'm having Mach shavazars. So the Alter Rebbe tells him, don't think... That you're at tzaddik, don't pick yourself up with this false gaiva and tell yourself that oh, I must be at tzaddik and I should be involved with halos hamidus. That's not the idea. That's not what you're here for. Rather, you should push them away with simcha. Push them away with simcha. Add in the simcha in your Avoidat. The yitzchak is trying to slap you down. He's putting in these malchshavasars. Keep in mind, this is like a full, full-on, no holds barred wrestling match. You, the yitzchak is gonna strengthen himself as you're strengthening yourself with havoidah. So increase in the simcha, increase in the energy that you're putting up, wake yourself up, strengthen yourself, just like we see in a actual wrestling match. That as soon as one guy starts putting on more pressure, the other guy puts on more pressure and it grows and grows. That's what has to be going on over here. The Yitzhahari sees you are getting ready, he's increasing, you gotta be increasing and you gotta be ready for what he's coming to push away these Mahshabazars. That is the end of today's Sanya. He continues on this theme. Tomorrow, Chomish, we are over here. Pretty much the beginning of Parsha Shaefton is going, we're, we're going to be going through the entire Mesechthus Babakawa pretty much. So we start over here, Sh- Shani from Parsha's Mishpatan. We have over here the halacha, a person could be given the death penalty for the murder of his slave, an Evid Kenani. This is a big deal because a lot of people think that slaves aren't people, they're just kasef, they're just a person's property. That's not true. A person can be given the death penalty for the murder of his own slave, an Kenani, provided that the blow was sufficient to kill, that this that he hit him was hard enough to kill him, and that the slave dies within 24 hours. That is, as a direct cause from his hit, a person can be given the death penalty as a murder. However, anyone else would be chai for the murder, uh, in any situation, if someone else kills, kills a random slave on the street, he will be chayv misa for murder. Which is, again, slaves are people in addition to them being technically property. Obviously, in over here, again. Next halacha is a little interesting. What about if someone kills someone that they did not intend to? If two men were fighting and one accidentally hits a pregnant woman causing her to miscarry, he must pay a monetary reimbursement to the husband based on the slave market and based evaluation how much this reimbursement would be. If Yechaz V'sham kills the woman herself, then he must pay nefesh, tahas, nefesh. Soul for a soul. This, here's a discussion. Rashi explains that it's actually a machlekis, whether this means a literal capital punishment or, again, a monetary evaluation based on the slave market and Bezdin seeing as it was not his intent to kill this woman at all. Then we have the rules of Ain Tachasain, very, very famous punitive measure mentioned in Tanakh, in Chomesh, brought down all the time by people. It says Ain Tachasain, one who damages must pay an eye for an eye, shain a tooth for a tooth, yod tachas yod, regal tachas regal, kviya tachas kviya, all these energies must be paid reciprocal in kind. It's obviously, as we know, our Messiah teaches us, Rashi brings down. This is not meant literally, um, because there's no way of making a, a pure calculation. This was never understood literally. It's always a monetary reimbursement. We have the next halacha, a person who mi- mistreats the slaves. If he takes out their tooth, or knocks up their eye, or any other of their Rashi arm, whatever they may be, they go free, for sure. Now we have the halachas of a shartam and a sharmuot, persons whose ox gores. An ox is not an animal that usually gores. The first couple times that it does it, first two or three times that it does it, the person gets a warning, and he is not culpable. The last time that it does it, the that, that the ox were to gore, the person would be culpable and have to pay what we call a in order to save himself from the death penalty. At that point, he is considered... Negligent. Next, we have the halachas of a ganif. A ganif is someone who steals discreetly at night, at, at night, a robber, more than a burglar. Or, I'm not actually 100% sure on the definitions of these terms, a thief probably is the best. A ganif would pay dalib vehe what we call arbi v'chamisha, if he shechted or sold an animal. He steals an animal, it's no longer in his possession. He must pay four or five times the animal's value as a knas, as a punishment. If it's not sold and he has it, then he merely pays what we call kaful, double the value of the animal. Now, if there's a burglary in action, person fine someone sees someone tunneling under his house, into his house. If it's unclear, if it's if he's unable to see who the person is, he can kill the person and bears no responsibility because if someone's coming in, he is most likely armed. However, if you can't see that this person is unarmed, he has no right to kill him, and that would be murder. And that concludes Chitas for today. Chafav Shvat. Come back here tomorrow for more. L'chaim and Mashiach now.